Welcome back to the Lash Base Podcast. Today is episode number 32 and it's a serious one. So I'm going to be voicing my opinions based on my unique view of the industry and addressing the retention issues being experienced by lash artists at the moment. Since the industry reopened, there has been an increase in posts in Facebook groups, product reviews on lash brands, websites and Instagram stories with questions about what could be causing the current spate of bad retention. I've also seen a wide array of brands posting all sorts of content focusing on how to get better retention and almost too obviously trying to defend themselves against this weird lash industry restart we've all experienced. It's all been very eye-opening. Before I start, I need to stress that it is important that you listen to all of this podcast to get the full information. Some of what I'm about to talk about may make you uncomfortable, but by the end, I think you'll be in a great place. Let's get started. So here we go then. Firstly, I have to categorically say for the record that there is no sinister scheme going on behind the scenes at all of these Lash brands. Or at least I I can confirm that isn't the case for Lash Base anyway. Right, so I've seen how things escalate lately in Facebook groups firsthand. And nine times out of ten, everybody jumping on the thread and joining in is actually experiencing a completely different issue. You may have already seen what I'm talking about. This is when somebody posts, is anybody having problem with, and then names an adhesive, not even necessarily a lash-based adhesive. It's been for all sorts, all brands. Um, and then you get a whole thread of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 comments of people saying, me too. But like I said, every single issue, when you read through them and you take a step back and look from the outside, everyone's actually experiencing different issues. Some say that their adhesive is drying too fast. Some say it's too slow. Some say it's curing on the jade stone. Others say it's not curing at all. It's happening on one eye, both eyes, the inners, the outers. People are using lash adhesives that are one second dry time, three second dry time. Clients are losing lashes after one day, one week, three weeks. For some, it's all of their clients. Others, it's just some clients. For some, it's one eye. The others, it's both eyes. And to be clear again about this, it's about multiple brands. Some lash artists even say, I've used two or three different lash adhesives from different brands, and they're having the same problems. But like I said just a second ago, this isn't some sinister scheme going on um, by lash brands behind the scenes. Of course, though, every lash-specific Facebook group has a preferred lash brand. For example, Team Lash Base, the one that um, I manage and am admin for, has the majority of Lash Base customers in it. I think we're at over 8,000 now. And it's likely, in my opinion, all of them are Lash Base customers, or at least have been. So the group leans into talking about Lash Base products. But in other groups, it's the same story, just with different brands. Trust me, I know I am in most of them. That's if I haven't been kicked out already now. So as someone who has a view of it all, the bigger picture is so interesting. But look, I get it. I understand that you don't care about everyone else right now. Why should you? You care about your business, your reputation. This problem that you are experiencing is a scary one and it's only natural to want to find an easy answer. It's only natural to get angry and you want someone else to point the finger at because you believe in your heart of hearts that it is not something you are doing wrong. But that's where the confirmation bias comes into play and something that I feel plays a massive part in this current situation. When you think or believe something, but you want to know if you're right, you often, although you won't realise, you'll go in search of people that will agree with you. And the more people that agree just confirms the 
what you thought. So you'll always find the answers that you're looking for. And in this instance, you want to find people that are having retention issues to agree with you that it's not you. It's not them. It must be something else. I've seen this play out too. Even when a few people comment to say, I'm having I'm having no issues. My retention's fine. How can I help? These comments seem to just get ignored by the onslaught of I'm having problems too, so it must be the glue. The question, is anyone having retention issues, is a question that will only ever get answers from people that want to say, yes, I am. Most of the time, people with no issues will just scroll past, whereas those having a problem will want to confirm that they are too. Because what this does is makes both parties, the person commenting and the person that originally asked the question, feel like it's something out of their control, which makes you feel better. And they may even by commenting, get given a solution to the problem because obviously they don't know the answer to it themselves. What you need to understand is that any half-decent lash brand wants to help you. They want you to do well with their products, I promise you. They do not want you to have retention issues just as much as you don't want to have them yourself. Because if you do well, then they'll do well. That's how a lash brand and product sales works. If you enjoy the products, you'll buy more of them. If you enjoy the products, you'll tell someone else about them. And obviously the opposite happens. If you're not enjoying them, you'll tell someone. If you're not enjoying them, you won't buy them. So I can promise you that lash brands are not knowingly selling mystery bottles of black liquid that don't work. And to be fair, to accuse a lash brand, in fact, actually, just to get a better perspective of this, to accuse any product selling business and say that they're selling old stock that has gone off is offensive and defamatory. And as I want this to be viewed from all perspective, I'd like to ask you right now, put yourself in uh, this brand's, a brand's shoes, in a business's shoes. Imagine you had a business. Maybe you do have a business. You started it during um, lockdown and you have a side hustle where you're selling products and you've worked really hard, you've worked really honest, all you wanna do is you believe in your products and you want people to buy them and love them as much as you love them. But people are now going around publicly accusing you of knowingly selling stuff that doesn't work because it's been sat on a shelf and you just wanna make a flog it for a quick bit of money. How do you think that would make you feel? Deep down, you'd know that wasn't true. You'd be upset and you'd be worried for your own business as all the people with pitchforks push your other customers away. I'm, and the thing is, I'm not even exaggerating, but that's what it's like from a lash brand's perspective. And talking from experience, we have had lash artists email to cancel orders, even though they've always used our products. They've never in their life had an issue, but because they've seen a few people have had issues, it scared them and they'd like to cancel their order. That's how serious these things can get. On top of that, I would actually like to explain some of the maths behind it and how it works for many lash adhesive brands, but I'll use lash-based figures as I know the facts just to make my point. Lash-based adhesive is made in batches of approximately eight to 10,000 bottles. It's made in one singular big batch and through a conveyor belt style machine, each little five gram to three gram um, bottle is filled. Also, each batch is rigorously tested for performance and quality, whilst records of these are test, um, and tests are all held on file and signed off as accurate. Nothing, nothing leaves the manufacturers unless it works exactly as it should. So that isn't, it isn't ever going to be an issue. Once it arrives at the Lash brand, so again, once it arrives at Lash Base, it's stored in a cold room, which is a little lo um, lower in temperature than standard room temperature. It's also got no light coming to it. It's pitch black, obviously, until you turn the lights on. 
So it goes without saying as well, we uh, we know when we've received these products, we know all batch information and the expiry dates of the adhesive. Adhesive is not simply left on a shelf to go off through these lockdowns and then try to be sold because it's going off. And the thing is, if you know Lashbase and you have followed us through the lockdowns and over the last year, you'll know how open and transparent we have been about our overstock situation. All of our product dates and inventory numbers, we've even run sales to push our products if they get, I'm going to say within three months of their shelf life, but most of the time it's way before that. We've published our batch numbers to try and help lash artists understand the life of the products they've had. Nothing, nothing is ever done in secret or to try and trick or stitch up or flog anything to a trusting customer. I just can't see how that would ever be a good idea for a reputable business. To be fair, that wouldn't even be a good idea for a bad business because it would last once and then that would be it. Here's the kicker. Lashbase sell around about 10,000 bottles of adhesive every single month. So if there ever was a problem, which I can guarantee there hasn't been and there won't be, then the issue would be for all lash artists, not just some. And again, you don't have to look far to find lash artists loving their attention. As I mentioned earlier, go um, into the same groups that you find people saying about the bad retention. And if you search for it, you will quite quickly find people saying that they're having great retention. It's worth noting as well that all these things are relative to the size of the lash brand. And, and at the risk of sounding like a politician, at a rate of 5% of lash artists struggling with a specific adhesive, the more customers a lash brand has will mean the more publicly outspoken bad press it gets in these instances. So 5% of 10,000 customers is more than 5% of 10 customers. So that's where sometimes these things can escalate. And again, from my point of view, all of this is obvious because I have all of this data. I see all of this. I live and breathe it. But I also understand that in a Facebook group on a post about poor retention, using whatever adhesive is being questioned and seeing like 10, 20, 50 or even like 100 comments of others agreeing can make it look like there is this crazy and real issue going on. I get it. But I can promise you, seriously promise you that there isn't a faulty batch or an old batch or old products being sold by Lashbase or by any lash brand. And uh, by any lash brand, I, I mean any decent lash brand. I can't speak for if there are any cowboys out there. Um, but any legitimate lash brand that's a proper business will not be doing that. It is not worth it. So something I desperately empathise with as well um, is that I understand that by saying it's not a faulty batch doesn't solve any problems for anyone. Just because it's only um, 1% to 5% having retention issues at any one point, that doesn't make it any less important or serious to the lash artists that it's affecting. And that's where open-minded troubleshooting needs to come in. Before I go into that, that is one of the points that I do want to make. I understand that if you're having bad um, lash retention problems and your clients and you feel like you're losing clients or losing grip on your business, that is the most serious, serious thing that you possibly could be going through. And I completely understand that. So when um, I come out with big figures like 10,000 adhesives and only 5% or 1% or whatever have problems, that isn't trying to just treat everybody like numbers or belittle anyone. One person having a problem is serious and that needs to be resolved. And that is why I want to talk about learning how to troubleshoot and open-minded troubleshooting. The thing is, troubleshooting is hard as sometimes certain situations occur in which an incorrect correlation can be drawn. For example, I have seen this, I've seen this play out a lot of times. 
someone will, um, or say a lash artist say, I switched from XX adhesive to another adhesive and I'm no longer having lash retention problems. Problem solved. The issue here is that every lash retention issue is unique to that client, well, to that lash artist, and then to that specific client at that specific day, at that specific exact moment that you were lashing. So you might 100% believe that your saviour has been switching adhesive. But if I was a gambling person, uh, I would bet that it's actually something completely different and the return to form and the switch of adhesive is actually a complete coincidence. It might just happen that when you were getting bad retention, the environmental conditions were slightly different, your prepping was slightly different, the client had less oily lashes or, or anything at all. And then when you got your new adhesive and come around, it just so happened that the environmental conditions were better. The client's natural lashes were in a better condition. Your application and everything was on point at that moment. It's actually nothing to do with the switch of adhesives. Unless, unless of course, you were using an adhesive at that time that was too fast or too slow for you in the first place. Then obviously, if you've bought a new adhesive to change the speed of it, then that's not something you blame on faulty adhesive. That's just part of being a lash artist and evolving your technique over time and the requirements of the adhesive that you need, which is normal. I must admit, I do find it mind-blowing that lash adhesive is strangely thought of and accepted as a product that has what seems to be a 50-50 chance of being faulty or not. And this is weirdly accepted by lash artists all over the world as completely normal. Looks like I have a faulty batch, better buy another one. Lash adhesive is never a faulty batch, at least when it comes from a good manufacturer, a good supplier, and especially if it's manufactured in the UK. Um, that's because there's stricter rules on manufacturing, but that's a whole other topic. It's just a real strange one. Like there are, I can't think of, and I've been trying to, think of another product, another something that you buy that you're paying money, but it's completely uh, a gamble as to whether you're going to receive one that is faulty or not. That is not acceptable, which is why that isn't true. That doesn't happen. It's always something else. If you have retention issues, there will be an answer. The answer may not be obvious to you, but it is somewhere. And you, that's why you need to learn to troubleshoot instead of thinking it must be a faulty batch. Is to be honest, that is lazy. That is lazy work on your part. You will change your career. If you learn how to diagnose your own lash uh, problems, lash retention problems, or you learn how to ask the right questions or ask the right people, because otherwise you're going to spend your career blaming faulty batches, spending money on new adhesive that you just really, really don't need to be doing. Seeing lash artists say things like, I've been lashing for years and I've never had a problem, so I'm glad it's not just me. Must be a dodgy batch out there. It gives me a knot in my stomach because I mean this in the nicest way. If you've been lashing for years, then you need to be experienced enough to know that there is a possibility, a possibility to make micro mistakes or micro changes that lead to poor retention. Even if at that time you don't know what it is, if you've been lashing for years, you should understand that that is the most likely reason. But look, I'm not here to call everyone out, make anyone feel bad. I just know that I have a voice and a unique view to be able to offer, uh, let's call it tough love in a supportive way, maybe. So with that said, I do actually have a few ideas uh, that may or may not help you with ear retention issues that you're having at the moment. So here we go, just a few. 
at the moment, masks, or since since they were introduced, masks have been causing havoc. The hot, humid air, or just to give it the gross term, your client's breath, coming up through those nose gaps um, in the mask where it's laid across the client's face will mess up everything. It does change everything. The increased humidity at that point of application is absolutely everything. So if you are adding in new products or just other primers or other speed up solutions, any of that, then you're going to be adding double the moisture that needs to be there. Um, so the masks are one of the main things. But like I, I understand some people go, yeah, but my clients are exempt or in my bubble. Well, here are a few other reasons. Just remember not lashing for four months. Whether you believe it or not, you have to appreciate you haven't lashed, or at least you shouldn't have been lashing, for around about four months. This is up until, obviously, when we reopened around April time, or unless you were training at home, obviously, but you wouldn't have been doing lash lashes all day, every day, like you do in your normal job. Your speed will definitely have dropped by a split second, whether you know it or not. And in terms of lash adhesive, 0.5 of a second, half a second is the difference actually between the brush offs and stickies. So you may be the world's most experienced or best lash artist and lashing is like riding a bike, but it will take you a good amount of time to get back to full speed, which is completely normal. I'm not saying anyone's any worse for accidentally knocking off a split second from their speed just because they haven't done it in so long. So if you're using as well, actually, if you're one of those that uses the ultra fast 0.5 to one second adhesives, right now, because of the two things, literally just two things that I've mentioned, you are already at a higher chance of suffering from poor retention based on increased humidity and your lesser speed than what you're used to. So that's two things to think about. The third thing as well is something that you... Um, have to understand and deal with in a professional manner, and that is clients' aftercare. Again, regardless of what they say, they also haven't had to look after lashes for months. So for them, now they've got lashes, they all of a sudden, although they have probably had lashes in the past before, they need to learn to sleep differently again. They need to wash their face differently. They need to not pick, pull or rub their eyes like they probably have been over the last few months, even when they're not thinking about it or even in their sleep. And on top of that, we've all started lashing again at the start of allergy season. So like as a terrible analogy, that's basically like saying don't lick your lips when you're eating a sugared donut. It's almost impossible. So people, um, your clients may not be as good as they were at looking after their lashes and you've always got to consider that but like I said it's not worth pointing the fingers. Next up um, something to consider is that the climate has changed dramatically since lockdown. Now when we went into lockdown it was November December I think and it was winter we're now in spring and although there might be a lot of rain around it is a lot warmer and it's definitely very humid because of I guess all of the rain around um, than it was back then. So forget what your hygrometer says. It's the point, and I've mentioned this earlier, the point of application um, or, or the environment around the adhesive dot is the key, not what it says on your windowsill or your trolley. Because the thing is, your um, environmental conditions will change drastically across an hour, across the whole day. It will go up and down every single point of it. But again, if you're not paying attention to how it works at that point of application or wherever your adhesive dot is sat, 
or including obviously where you're storing your adhesive, all of those things can have a huge impact. And it's completely different now to what it was. So if you used back in the middle of winter and you were happy using a really fast adhesive, and now when we're in a quite a hot, a warmer, sorry, it's not, I wouldn't say it's hot, a warmer and more humid environment, that fast adhesive may be setting way too fast for you now, whether you know it or not. And that is gonna be one of the points for you to get the brush offs and therefore need to drop down the speed. And in all fairness, um, talking of adhesive, if you have had your adhesive for a good few months, if you were one of those that bought it just before lockdown because you didn't know lockdown was coming, like a lot of us, uh, there is genuinely the possibility that it's gone off. Um, you ev All adhesive degrades, once opened, you must renew it. Some brands say within four weeks, some say two months, three months. Uh, we've switched our recommendations to within six weeks because based on performance and the amount of uh, use they get, um, we think and believe that is now the, the safest recommendation to offer. So realistically, if you've been storing your adhesive for that length of time, whether it was open or not, there is a chance that it has gone off if it hasn't been stored at optimal levels. That is a realistic chance. And the thing is, if your adhesive has gone off, that's not one of those things where you could claim, oh, well, that's obviously a dodgy batch. So that's, that's just one of those things. This is why Lashbase did a huge marketing campaign before the industry reopened that was pushing everybody to test their adhesives beforehand. Because it was no good just not you doing any lashing, then going back to lashing on April the 12th or whenever it was, and just hoping and crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. Uh, but I understand that that is what's happened for a lot of people and that's where these experiences are coming from. And again, just to give you another poor analogy, on the whole uh, having adhesive um, and it going off. You wouldn't drink milk that you'd stored in your car for three months and then blame Tesco for selling a faulty batch of milk, would you? Again, another terrible one. But in all seriousness, it would be unhelpful of me to continue to just pick random reasons for poor attention. So I've covered some of like the major, the big ones. And again, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of experienced lash artists listening to this that will go, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that. But the thing is, all um, possible reasons for poor attention will be unique to that lash artist. And in, in reality, only the lash artist will have all of the information to truly figure it out. I'm talking the pH levels, the natural lash condition of that specific client right at that time on that day, micro movements, unnoticed errors in isolation and application, a change in products um, that you may believe might not have any impact on the retention adhesive often gets the finger pointed at it as the reason when you never know it could be uh, anything else you've introduced or haven't introduced you've taken it away there are thousands of variables literally thousands so it's not something that just in the course of this podcast i could answer for everyone and likewise it's not something that on a facebook group it's likely someone's going to be able to come up with the unique response and help for you as a lash artist for example i just give you um, a real a uh, customer came to us asking for help. We were talking to them uh, for a long time, back and forth, asking all the questions we possibly could, trying to figure out everything we possibly can. Nothing was helping this client with her lash retention. We then got a message uh, probably just under a week later to say, I just want to say, sorry, guys, um, I've realised and figured out what my retention issue was. The retention issue that this lash artist was suffering with and she, feel, she feels stupid herself, and she's admitted that, is before lockdown, she had she used to isolate, then she would dip the lash and, and, apply, and, and apply the lash. However, since lockdown, she realised what she was doing was dipping the lash in the glue first, then isolating, and then um, applying the lash. 
And that, like I said, that was probably taking her an extra second. And that was the exact reason for her having poor attention. Now, that isn't like a blanket statement. Anybody can just suddenly offer up uh, because that will be unique to her. She she probably has done that once. She'll never, ever do that again. Nobody else or there might have only been one other person in the world that might have ever done that, maybe, or might have happened more than that. You don't know. But that's just an example of how unique every single person's um, and how small every single person's reason for lash retention issues can be rather than it being just this big, like I said, sinister, everybody's selling every brand. Because as you've seen, there's a lot of different brands getting dragged through it at the moment. Um, I've been looking at a few brands' reviews on their websites and they're all just getting chucked with one-star reviews, which is, um, although in if you want to say, oh, that's good for lash face, isn't it? It's still not nice. It's still not nice to see because where I see it from the outside, I can see that it's almost unfair. Um but yeah, that's another story. So something that everybody needs to remember is everyone suffers with retention issues now and again. This is completely normal. And right now, as a lot of lash artists, they're all going through the same transition from not working to working in all the same similar or similar conditions. So there is this increase in people having problems um, just because globally or sorry nationally we've we've all gone back to work at exactly the same time the thing is this will likely happen to you many more times throughout your career again it's normal lash adhesive can be very tricky to work with and it's impossible to have all the answers all of the time and the worst thing you can do is let it hit you emotionally your clients will pick up on the stress um, which makes their experience worse and your stress will, will also make you perform worse which results in an increased chance of errors and the obvious poor retention the thing is, communication with your clients is everything. A few retention issues should not be the reason to lose a client. If a client doesn't come back to you, it will be a combination of other things. But again, I will save that for another podcast episode another time. Just remember, this will pass. You will figure this out. Things will click again. But the one thing will always remain constant. It's not the adhesive. Thanks for listening. And good luck with your next lash set.